I may so, have. I think I snorted once while you were okay. talking. You I was like, I was thinking <laughs> no, about I after that. the tears. It was. Sorry. I was thinking it's about. Understandable after the tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's normal. Because I'm uh, back here like. Well, I know. And I was like, oh, no, I made everyone cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. It's good and entertaining. It's, it's good radio. Um, it's good. Good, good content. Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Knoxville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. I don't think we talked about it on the pit stop, but about the different schools of thought. About difference. Yeah, so that was something that kind of was, I still kind of like, not sure I fully understand. Yeah. But I've heard kind of a little bit of different perspective. And this is why, like, I'm so excited, hopefully, for to connect you with some of our LP friends yeah. to interview and yes, get, of give them to talk more about yeah. their personal perspective. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was one of the things when we first, you know, kind of shared that diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And maybe when he was first born too, people would say like, oh, oh, it, well, it's just – it's just, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just his arms and legs. Oh, well, there are things you can do for that. Like, right. Let's say like, can't, he can take growth hormone or he can, yeah, have like, aren't there surgeries? I know, oh. I know someone oh. who mm-hmm. had the surgery <laughs> yeah. and to that end, it's so funny. Cause now we'll say, people will be like, oh, I know someone who's a little person and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> you also know Jack, like he's just Jack. Um, but yeah, those kind of questions, like it's, it's a problem to be solved, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, which for a lot of families, parents, LPs, mm-hmm. I think, yes, like what can we do to improve, to make this better and improve their quality of life? Mm-hmm. Not necess- not like change who they are. Like yeah. we don't, you know, like ugh, little people, like that's, yeah. oh my gosh, the worst thing that could have happened to us. But like, how can we improve their quality of life? I think yeah. that's where that, some of that, or maybe yeah. most of that comes from, mm-hmm. right? That actually goes back to the... Um, the Facebook woman I follow, Diary of a Mom, with autism. She mm-hmm. has a daughter who is autistic. And I can't even – hopefully I'm saying it right. But her whole th- – what I've been educated through by following her is that, you know, her belief and is that, you know, autism isn't a problem to solve. It's just – like they use neurotypical a lot, you know. Uh-huh. And um, so – or no, they don't. She actually uses autistic because it means not autistic. That's her daughter's who has autism's phrase autistic <laughs> she came up with that so but it, that it's different like it's just you know not not neurotypical yeah or i don't even know like so that might, might even be digging myself into a hole that might be not the way to say it but point being it's not a problem to be solved right you know right and so just kind of like understanding that and i mean I, that's not to say like we think any one way about that like we just we haven't really yeah. Had that conversation because it's not really our conversation to have. That's, yeah. It's Jack. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's his yeah. and to decision or his feelings to have or not have. or. Yeah. But then kind of the other side of that is there's a community about it. Like mm-hmm. we are little people, you know, we, we have, you know, dwarfism. That's what ties us together. Not to say it's the same, but like a little bit in the way of like the deaf community, right? Mm-hmm. So they are like pe- – a lot of people there who are like, we're going to have the cochlear implant. We want to hear. We want to be part of the 
hearing world. And then there's a community of people that say like, no, we're deaf people. This is who we are. So like there's a little – there's some of that. Like I said, I don't know that I fully yeah. am accurately representing oh, yeah. that. But that was something to me that I hadn't even given thought to. And it was some – there were times and now that he's doing his thing. Like we don't get that as much yeah. question. But when he was – little and especially yeah. like he had the casts on when he was a baby people were always like oh well isn't there something you can do about that and we were like oh uh, well there are but we don't know that that's a th- thing for us yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it seems like the the concern more as a parent for you is how do we raise this child how do we make his you know how do we have a normal life i say use the word right. term normal right yeah how do we live not, our best life for it's everyone? it's not it's not how do we solve this problem it's how do we live life? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and that's like that that term, like the, the quality of life. Like mm-hmm. if there were a time when we felt like we need to do something, you know, mm-hmm. to make this better. So like for example, he has a little bit of a gait, still gait problem because of the like presentation of the club feet, which he had surgery on as a baby and then cast and braces and he started walking, which was awesome and but his left foot is not as well corrected and that's not unusual because it's not truly club feet like it would be in a child that didn't have dwarfism whose bones are fully formed in the typical way. Mm-hmm. So there's often like more surgery to be done. Now he gets around very well. He's kind of – and he can run now and he's kind of figured it out on his own and adjusted his gait a little bit. But we don't know for sure like is there going to be some long-term ramifications of that and for a while, he's falling all the time still. And we were like, well, that seems dangerous. And if another surgery on the left foot will help that, mm-hmm. let's do it. Whereas it's not like, okay, his spine, he has severe scoliosis and kyphosis in his in the, in the C-spine that's going to cause his spinal cord to be like collapsed on, which is typical in diastrophic dysplasia. That's like our friend Brody's surgery where he's got the halo and they did the fusion to keep it upright. Necessary, like no question, as scary and like you know dangerous as you would do it. So there's a little bit of that, you know, to say Mm -hmm. like, oh well, maybe we could fix that. Mm -hmm. So you know, we kind of went back and forth. Like we're not being forced to do this because it's not necessarily like medically necessary at this time. Mm -hmm. Like, do we make the decision to go go ahead and do it, or like the risks and Mm -hmm. kind of on in that end? Yeah. 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 I was just thinking, how have you and Chris navigated it? Have you have you learned anything from navigating this together? Um, I think that we have learned how important it is to depend on each other. Mm-hmm. And that – I don't even think that has come from Jack and the dwarfism. I yeah. think that has just come from having a kid, yeah, right, for being sure. parents. Yeah. In that we, you know, kind of met – at an older age and had sort of had our own lives and we kind of melded together and it was a little bit like roommate, like friction at first, like, well, this is how I do the laundry and this is how we do chores and like mm-hmm. that kind of nonsense. And being a bit more of a team than we had been just as a married couple. Mm. That being said, like we still have a long, <laughs> a long way to go, like communicating, like oh, that's yeah. I'll like jump into something and be like, Oh, by the way, I'm yeah. doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, not yeah. major, like, you know, like life-changing decisions. But, you know, with working and 
Chris was able to, and it just happened at the right time, make a transition to working from home when Jack was born. And we thought like, oh, good, because that's maybe going to be necessary with like doctor's appointments and therapies and Mm -hmm. all of that. But it has allowed me to continue to doing what I'm doing because he's able to be there more so than if he was a nine to five Mm -hmm. and I was working my schedule. But that, you know, teamwork in terms of what's happening that day and, you know, who's picking up and is he going to get the medication? Like what time to go to bed? And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, how many changes of clothes did he have to have at daycare today? Like, oh, I'll do the laundry. You picked him up. You know, like just like the I'll back throw and forth. the underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to save a load right there. <laughs> just going to. Yeah. But when you get three pairs, like, I mean, come on, that puts a dent in the drawer. Exactly. So we got to wash a little bit. Um, <laughs> that's why you got to eventually wash them. That's right. But um, I think that's been awesome. Yeah. Right. And we still do things in different ways. So it's sometimes like we're not on the same team. <laughs> every 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 couple, like that's yeah. every couple. Yeah. So. But I think that's been the biggest thing. But that's really just about being parents, not yeah. necessarily parents with him. I think the biggest thing was when I like I just struggled and Chris was like, It's gonna be okay. And mm-hmm. I didn't I mean, I know he struggled with it too. He just didn't vocalize it. it as much, yeah. <laughs> Is he a researcher yeah. like you are? Like, are you the one that reads everything? Oh, yeah. Does oh, he? Oh, yeah. Um, he will. Like, I will lean into that, like, if I think it's important. Because I – more so it's not always, like, it's for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm formulating a plan in my head. And then I'll be like, so I was thinking about this. And he'll be like, what? And I'll be like, okay, let me share you. On the, <laughs> let me bring you up to speed. Yeah. He will jump in on things, Right. But he likes to do his own kind of in his own way, a little Mm -hmm. bit to that, like we do things differently. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, he sometimes goes looking for the information himself or he'll take something and run with it. And it's his deal. Like that's his project. Um, But generally, I I mean, I just, that's just my brain, how my brain works. Yeah. Interesting to see how we each go after things and stuff. So. Yeah. And I definitely don't give him enough credit for like knowing what needs to be done, getting it done and then. Just, you know, bopping along, I'll be like, oh, don't forget. He'll be like, I I got it. You know, like, are you giving him a bath tonight? Like, uh, yeah, done. Like, don't worry about it. Do you do baths yeah. every night? No. We don't. Oh, my gosh. We I barely have. do. We always. I like, personally do. Oh. Um, but not for the kids. <laughs> I, I don't personally. <laughs> I'm no. a big believer in it every other day. <laughs> well, I figure. So here's my week is I'm in the pool. For oh, like yeah. five hours on Thursdays, Fridays, and Sunday mornings. So I'm like, no, yeah. right? Like Saturday, yeah, if we're going somewhere, right? I got to yeah. dry the hair, whatever. Yeah. Um, if I'm leaving the house, maybe. Like, no. Yeah, dry yeah. shampoo's amazing. Yeah. 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 Hat. I'm a hat wearer. Yeah. Yeah. No, the kids, like, I remember feeling guilty at first. Like, you know, because like you bring them home and they're like, oh, don't every day, like the navel thing's going to fall off. Well, yeah. actually I take that back because we were in the NICU till he was like five weeks old. So that wasn't a thing. But then I got home and was like, we only did it every three days in the hospital. Like that's going to be good enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. But uh, Chris is a pro. Like if there's a situation of any type, like toss him in the bathtub. That's nice. where he goes. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. I, when everyone asks about like, what do your kids eat and blah, blah, blah. I always take the blame. For my kids being very simple eaters oh. because I felt like when they were little, I didn't give them enough stuff to eat themselves because like, you know, the, I feel like the classic picture is the spaghetti and sauce picture of it all over the place. So I think I was like, I'll just give it to them plain, like, oh, you know, yeah. whatever, because it's not as messy. And now like, guess what? They don't eat sauce. <laughs> you know, like, 
I just didn't. I feel like I didn't expose them to enough stuff because I didn't want to deal with the mess and cleanup. So. so that's interesting because I was like the force feeder of veggies as a mm-hmm. pureed friends of Jamie House. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, let me borrow your like freezer things and mm-hmm. I'm going to make it all. And like, nope, didn't want anything to do with it. I'm like, how did I blow that? Veggies are not on the menu. Is that a yeah. kid thing? Like, do, how do you – I keep – Forcing it and I mean, doesn't we seem just, to get better. I mean, ours are like carrots, cucumbers. Yep. And that's, Green beans. That's it. Yeah, that's all we – He gets like, a salad occasionally. He'll say he wants salad oh, if we're eating salad. Yeah. Riley will eat a piece of lettuce. She <laughs> likes lettuce. Mine don't <laughs> like – Yeah, like one little Singular. piece. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't um, – mixing is not a thing. Like ingredient. like I always said mine eat the ingredients in mm. the meal, not the actual meal. Interesting. So, well, that's my we are doing. just embarking now kind of on where we're trying to feed him what we're eating. Mm-hmm. But that's only because we've recently started like kind of getting on the same page. Because of our schedules, yes. Chris would fend for himself. Like I'd do my own thing yeah. and we'd give Jack his food. Macaroni, cheese, and dinosaur nuggets. Yes. I mean, what else does that's do what, you eat? Yeah, that's what... um Lunchables. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> – Our kids I'm think not... Lunchables are like – It's don't, a good they thing don't... this is not a – visual thing i know we're making faces um, <laughs> oh yeah. i mean no, i'm not gonna hate on it because we do it but i like lunchables not a sponsor no <laughs> sorry no. although um, the kids would love to get some free lunchables oh yeah they would so yeah i mean i yeah i don't know that's a huge headache there was a uh, I, I just have a quote here that says it gets better oh you're yeah. talking about hope uh you're in this you're mourning uh, what you thought your life would be, mm-hmm. you know, all that sort of stuff. You guys were talking about that. I thought that you might, and maybe it was not an appropriate time to bring up, but we had two kids under two. Oh, yeah. And Samantha has been, I think, uh, she's reached out to some other moms. I'm very that vocal. have two kids under two and have been like, it gets better. Because it's it's crazy. It was our our life was crazy with two kids under two, and I know everybody's circumstance is different, but there are some uniform things when your life changes like that, like when you have a child, right? Your life changes completely, right? And you you almost don't even remember what it was like before. I don't want to say any names, but a mom that you've been like, hey, I know what you're going through. And if you're not going through it yet, you're going to. I'm pretty just, negative just sometimes. I'm like, if you feel miserable over the next two just years, know it's, gonna get it's better. totally fine. Yeah, just, it's it's, it's get normal better. to feel miserable. You and your husband are going to fight. And you're going <laughs> to yeah. wonder why you're fighting. And it's just because everything's crazy. Yeah. So, but it gets better. I yeah. Thought you might, I thought you might tell that story at yeah. that point. It, yeah. it came up in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's just, yeah, that's kind of my uh, go-to of just... Life is hard and it sucks sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's hard, it's crazy, but it gets better and it's worth it. Well, and- I feel like that's in, even in like periods of life mm-hmm. as a mom or whatever you're dealing with, like that's like on a weekly, like a day to day weekly, right? Like, and yeah, you just have to kind of adjust. Ride the waves. Yeah. 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 Change of mindset. Don't let yourself get like too dragged out. Cause I find that I'm like, Oh, this week, like the week before we were going on vacation, I was like, could not be worse. Like yeah. Jack shoved a beat up his nose. And <laughs> how did you get it out? We had to go to the ENT. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did you see the thing on where you put your mouth over theirs and blow? 
and oh, it pushes it out. No, this was like all I, up in there. It was way up in there, like in the sinus. How did like he get it in there? Ah, uh, it's a long story, but I think oh. in the <laughs> process of trying to help it get out, may have gotten it farther oh. up in. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so but anyway, that's sort of kind of like a downhill slide. We ran out of gas on the way oh, to the emergency no. ENT appointment, had to cancel it, like had to spend the whole, anyway, just oh like, but I like had to kind of like stop myself and be like, okay, whoa, like I can, like I can put an end to this if I like, you know. Yes. <laughs> I have to change my mental spiral yeah. of that yeah. everything's yeah, yeah. horrible yeah. and, and change we, my... And that happens to us all the time. Like, and it, it's mm-hmm. something Chris even said about like a meme or something on Facebook the other day. is like, why does something, and I was like, why do the... Pots and pans always fall off the counter when I'm in the worst mood ever. And, you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> and it's it, like you kind of chicken or the egg. Like, yeah. is it because I'm in a bad mood? Yeah. The way I responded to it, like, no, that's not why they fell off the counter. But like, they fell off the counter, and if you weren't in that shame Just spiral, been, whatever yeah. it is, shame yeah. you're yes. like, okay. And I mean, we—that's probably right now our constant struggle because yeah. it's like something Jack will have done. He'll be like, oh, which you can't. You can't control the toddler. You yes. cannot plan and unexpected, but it's the response. And so we're just yeah. trying every day to do better. You brought up the event at the uh, local business. I don't want to say what the event okay. was. Okay. Or who at <laughs> I the... talked to someone about that. Oh my gosh. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> I went to lunch with a woman who knows the owner and I asked her about it. But I think that – did you ever talk to the owner? So I reached out to the person who does the events there because we had, like, looked into using it. But part of the discussion was issues with the business hosting an event like this. Right. Um, maybe some issues with little people participating in an event like yeah. this. Is it an issue with the business? Is it an issue with the, the people who choose to be included? Or is it both? I mean, I think it's both. I yeah. think it's both. So, and, and that was just I'm yeah. just walking through my yeah. So, a- like, so from an, an advocacy standpoint, so Little People of America is like this organization, nationwide organization, that promotes and supports little people and their advocacy of the issues that they're confronting and and dealing with. And part of this dwarfism awareness kind of comes from them supporting that and wanting to like help people understand mm-hmm. where where little people are coming from and so they the m word kind of mm-hmm. dispelling that and like advancing that in terms of understanding why that's mm-hmm. inflammatory and mm-hmm. upsetting and there are better better cho- word choices out there yeah. um but also you know this sort of like activity and promoting the the type of activities that feature mm-hmm. you know little people participating in that's kind of where some of you know I did a little bit of research on that, and they have some tools online. You can look at their website. They have a bunch of like you know advocacy things about different issues, and that's one of them. And that's kind of where that you know that's their position, and that's all run and maintained by little little mm-hmm. people. So in terms of you know yes, it's a choice for people to participate in that, but you know that's saying something large for a larger community. And sure, there are little people like so what? Like I'm doing it. And I mean, I think that's, that's in anything, right? Like if I'm a redhead and I'm like, so use the term like redheaded stepchild, right? So like, Mm. that's like not a (laughs) positive thing. Like the underlying like comment about that is pretty negative, right? About redheads being like, not part of the family, like clearly like an afterthought or like, 
So, but I might not care. Like, so what? That's I'm just doing it. Yeah. That's your thing, not my thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's there. And and the business, I mean, so in talking with, you know, another mom, you know, I was kind of like, how do we navigate that? She said, well, you just like to talk to that people and say like, you know, we live in this community. There are other people that live in this community. And that's the representation of what, you know, a select population who maybe see the event, come to the event, will th- think and associate mm-hmm. with little people. And that's not Jack. So like, mm-hmm. do the, do with that what you will. Yeah. Yeah. Did that event happen? Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't even. Yeah. You know, I, I, I as saw far as, your post mm-hmm. on it. As far as I know. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. that's, you know, some food for thought. So okay. here's a question. Do you think people, do you think people are overly sensitive today? Or do you think it's that more people have a voice so they're able to share their thoughts and feelings about things? And because that is now disproportionate to how it used to be, people think people are more sensitive? Yes, the second, what the the latter, what you said. I think you didn't necessarily know before mm-hmm. how people's feelings were hurt or how mm-hmm. people felt. And did that make some people like thrive and tougher because they just like soldiered on with looks, you know, discrimination, yeah, sexual harassment, et cetera, et cetera, whatever, whatever the thing we're talking about is. Yeah. That's, or teasing because you're mm-hmm. a little person. Sure, I'm sure. Like that's yeah. you know, there's something to be said for that. But yes, is it that people are more overly sensitive? No, people are just aware because there's so much more of a platform mm-hmm. to share the information, the perspective, the opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes both ways. Like not just overly sensitive, but like to different groups and diversity and all yeah. of that, but like anybody can Set up a Start podcast up, yes. in their house yes. and put it on the internet. Yes. <laughs> in the M&M Exterior Studios. That's um, right. So, I mean, like, I think that's yeah. – that's there's more access. Yeah. More access, more awareness. Is yeah. that a good thing? I think it is, but it makes the conversation more important. Yeah. Right? And, it, and the thing that I always come back to is, like, everybody's – it's an opinion, and you're entitled to your opinion. If we're talking in general terms, like, I feel like – if your opinion does not include an acceptance of people who are different and that it's okay for them to do what they're wanting to be doing and they're entitled to do it just like you're entitled to well it's like with the have event pet deer or whatever okay that's yeah. maybe not legal but <laughs> no but <laughs> i'm just but looking at your window i was like i can't think of anything <laughs> um no but it's just like with that event it's mm-hmm. their right to do it mm-hmm. but it's also our right to talk about how mm-hmm. that affects us exactly and exactly. i don't think that's being too sensitive i think that's sharing yeah both sides of the story so yeah and i think um, that's that's it too and i think you know people get in an argument about like facts and mm-hmm. that's not fact well it's like no it's not but like here's what can happen or here's the perspective from this side. And sure, that's how those people make a living. That's the perspective from their side. We understand that, but here's our perspective. And then they can choose to say, now that you have the information, you can do what you want, but Mm -hmm. I just want – I mean, that's not that shouldn't come as a surprise to any listeners since I am all about sharing and things like that, (laughs) you know, that I I just think people have a voice and it's okay – not, not only is it okay, they should be heard. I mean, yeah. you know, it's the whole talking, are we talking to or about? And so the more we can talk to, the better. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. This might <clears throat> be too much of a tangent. And I don't know if I'll want to totally include it. <laughs> but have you read the stuff? It's called like inspiration porn. Have you seen that? 
Okay, so I know of this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, the um, I feel like there there has to be a better way to say it because I okay. just feel like that just sounds so wrong. But this once again, you know, we were talking before about people that open your eyes to stuff. Like I yeah. never thought of that before, and it was about you know when people have a disability or uh, differently abled, mm-hmm. when it's like, wow, look at how hard their life is. So I feel better about my life because my life's not as hard as theirs. Yeah, that is really effed up. Like when you. <laughs> When you say, but people say and do that all the time. You know, you watch right. videos that come up and you're like, wow, I'm so inspired because this person's life is so bad or hard. My life now is better. Like, right, right. And well, and I think – so it's funny you say Changing that. the story. Yeah. Like it's that – no, I can't think how to say it, which is why I don't know if I want to include this. But it's kind of – how do we look at people? Do we look at them like they're meant to make our life feel better or – to celebrate them. I sure. And that I'm actually, I think this is a really good point. And I'm yeah. not sure I thought where to include it, but yeah. I'm glad you did because I think this leads to it. So people, I think, or whoever do that with the design of sharing their story, right? To yeah. help somebody down the road. But what happens as a human, we take in like, oh, that seems hard, awful, mm-hmm. bad, different, mm-hmm. right? Not normal. Mm-hmm. Thank God that's not happening to me or thank God that didn't happen to me. Like way to go yeah. for them, yeah. right? I, You know, it comes from a place of like not understanding and fear yes. of the unknown or things that are hard and challenging. Yeah, And to people like with disabilities or with, you know, situations like that, they don't know any different. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of it comes from pity, mm-hmm. right? But that's on that person who's, like, receiving it. So when people, I think, say that, it's like, well, unless it's posted, you know, or shared in the intent of, you know, sort of exploiting, I guess is the best word. That's okay. Like, that's a human reaction. But that's partially, I think, what I want to make sure and kind of share is that the way to respond to that is to understand that they have the same challenges that you do. Mm -hmm. They're just different, right? Mm -hmm. They're different challenges, Right, you're challenged to get out of bed in the morning because, like, you're struggling with depression or whatever anxiety. They're challenged to get out of bed in the morning because they have to transfer from their bed to their wheelchair, or mm-hmm. like, you know, something of that nature. You know, not not the same, not necessarily comparable, yeah. but everybody has something that they're struggling with, and so to just come at them from a place of like human yeah. kindness, understanding, support, appreciation. But yes, yeah, I yeah. think that too often that is – that's the reaction people have. But I think it comes from that place of fear and not mm-hmm. understanding. So I'm always happy like when people say stuff in the gr- grocery store or like mm-hmm. out someplace, usually it's, oh, he's so cute. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, thank you. That's like so nice. So he yeah. is. He's a handful. You know, and I act like it's nothing because sometimes the underlying is – oh, he's so cute, so little. So they're trying to fill in the blank and cute is genuine, but like that's the first thing that they can come up with. So I kind of like let that pause for a second and see where that goes. And sometimes we just keep walking on and it's cool. A lot of times then like over your shoulder, there's a little like conversation happening, trying to figure that out. Whoever, you know, with the person that you just passed by. So maybe they're like, hmm, what is, what is happening there? And I think that, you know, some of my other LP mom friends would say that, like, mm-hmm. as a parent, you see the stairs, you see some conversation, or you notice that your kids, depending on their age, like, especially toddler age, like yeah. where most of our, our kids kind of are, don't necessarily. But what they do see and receive is that it's something's different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
they don't make eye contact or they don't say hi. They're like over their head. And it's not because they're <laughs> it's not because they're a little person. It's because yeah. that adult or that older kid is again unsure of yeah. how to how to address what yeah. they're what they're seeing. <laughs> I guess, if, yeah. if that makes sense. So the thing is when we hear other people's story, I know I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's like when you hear other people's story, it helps you process your own. Yeah. And I think that kind of gets back to when you hear people's story, is it just this – I said I got to find a different word, but the inspirational porn where it's like, oh, wow, their life's so hard. Thank goodness mine is it. Or is it that, wow, they have overcome this. I can overcome things too. Not because right. mine is better, but just – yeah. That these are tools and traits and things like that that we can develop in ourselves. And so anyway, I was thinking with you sharing your story and vulnerability, if we use grief and pain and, you know, our emotions in comparison to other people, then who's allowed to feel anything? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so wow, that's good. you don't yeah. want to compare it, but yeah, you know, your, your feelings are valid, you know, type of thing. <laughs> that sounds cliche, but um, – yeah. No, no, no. And I get that. Like I said, but also in parenting a toddler, like there's not a lot of time for that. Like when he was little, you know, we were sitting down like, what will life be like? He's so mm -hmm. perfect now. Like, will he walk? Like, what mm -hmm. will he do? And now we're like, we're in it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like just happening, coming at you like a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Coming home from daycare yesterday with a bag full of undies that were changed, <laughs> like potty training. Oh. Was go going and you know now yeah. it's not. <laughs> oh. oh, I remember like, those days. Like, what did you do when you got home from work last night? Oh yeah, there was a got some laundry done like unexpectedly. <laughs> and I know some mamas be like, just go buy more underwear. Oh, and throw it away. Oh, oh, don't, <laughs> don't, don't you best believe like that is. I I didn't know that. Tip. Definitely something I, we've done. I didn't know that tip, and they're like, why don't you just throw it away? I'm like, what? Oh, here I was. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that may be a dad <laughs> mechanism. I'm not judging, not throwing any genders under the bus, but like the like not wanting to deal with it. <laughs> That's true in our house. Like my, Chris, my dad, like not – was never been into the poopy diaper. <laughs> yep. yeah. Like so, yeah. But I'm like going to scrub that and we're going <laughs> to wash it and it's going to be like new. Yes. I'm <laughs> Yes. yes. Jeremy would totally throw it away where I'd be like, why would you just dump it in the toilet and start fresh, you know? Start fresh, man. And here we are, back to flushing See, it, it always comes back to potty humor, even when we don't mean to. That's right. That's right. If mm. you had to pick one thing that was like, what are you passionate about? God, spend so, like so much time, not so much time, but like spend time on other yeah. things. So like the time that I'm not working, you know, I'll be like, oh, Chris, I'm going to go out. I'm like doing this or like working on something for my business and, yeah. or volunteering and like, why, like, what am I doing all of that? All of those things. Those are a lot of them are things I did before Jackson, yeah. before Chris. Yeah. But I think like injustice is probably the thing that I'm most passionate about. And I don't, and injustice may not be the right word, but like helping people who need it. And mm -hmm. maybe that's not right either. Cause a lot of people like they can help themselves, but mm -hmm. it's like yeah. that kind of like encapsulates. Right. So yeah. like, my work what's something you're doing to do that well okay so i think what's that for me volunteering like my political like activism and oh, like yeah. that's where that comes from like where mm -hmm. i believe whether you agree with the things i do but like that's where that yeah. comes from like yeah. feeling like doing right by all people and mm -hmm. being inclusive and mm -hmm. everyone should have the same yes. set of rights and same treatment fair mm -hmm. treatment all of that 
volunteering in my sorority, like just helping people who like need help in terms of literacy is one of the things that we do a lot of stuff with. Not being able to read, it's like, how, what, what? That's kind of kind of goes back to the Jackson thing. Like he's gonna have trouble wiping his butt. Like that's yeah. like a basic thing. So I think the same feel the same thing about literacy. Like if you if that's a struggle or something that's missing from your life, like that's huge. Yeah. The organization that PiFi does a lot of work with and is closely connected to and does good stuff here in the DC area because it was founded here is called First Book, and it puts books in the hands of kids who've never their first book, like have not owned a book, either you know live in poverty or live in areas where, you know, the school library is scant. And yeah. so we help f- raise money to fund purchasing of books at like a bargain rate for schools that are um, what are considered Title I. So mm-hmm. they have like reading specialty programs to help improve literacy for their community. Or, you know, sometimes it's um, early intervention programs mm-hmm. in in communities or daycare, preschool kind of things where they can apply based on the population they serve. And then that gets them books that they can hand out. And we do these really great events during the year in different cities, like five different cities every year. They give out like 30,000 books in the community. And it's so cool. So what kind of work do you do with the sorority? I didn't know they did. So that's like kind of the philanthropy stuff, which I have done more of in the last couple of years. But what I used to do more of and kind of have taken a little bit of a backseat from is volunteering as an advisor for like the collegiate groups, right? Mm -hmm. So like that's – if you join a sorority, that's where you join a sorority is in college. And it's not just about parties and Mm -hmm. beer and that kind of thing. I mean especially nowadays with millennials and the generation of folks. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well, and like they want value from what they're doing. Like while that's not to say that's not happening on college campuses, that's not their main jam for joining an organization is the social because they get that in any organization they join and they're so involved. So providing, you know, more value in terms of focus on the, you know, the leadership qualities and potential and the philanthropy and service and the sisterhood finding a place you know mm-hmm. for a lot of people that's a big thing coming to college is have, finding a place to fit yeah, in and belong for sure. have you seen a difference in the philanthropy side now versus 20 years ago oh for sure like yeah like when i was in college seriously? oh yeah that's like a thing to talk about like how much money are you raising like what activities are you doing it that used to be like a segue to not get in trouble for having events with fraternities. Like, yeah. let's do <laughs> that's kind of that was my impression of it. Let's do a fundraiser. Let's do a car wash, and there's a keg over there in the corner or something of that yeah. nature. So yeah, I mean, they much more. Yeah, much that's more a nice focused. plug for the younger generation that yeah. we tend to give hard. You know, I, well, I feel like it's always a thing for the older generation to give the yeah. younger generation a hard time. But. Well, and I think like empowering them, but then like sort of the the flip side to that is like they want to do everything now and they want to make a difference now. And like, I'm going to change the world. And I'm going to graduate from college and I'm going to be the VP of like blah 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 whatever. And it's like, well, not Slow to like squash world. anyone's dreams, but yeah. like the work that is required to put it in and doing the hard things. It doesn't just happen overnight Mm -hmm. because the social media makes everything feel like instantly it should happen. Like the the like back story to putting an event together and like getting the word out and raising raising the money and seeing it through to the end, the process of that. Or even just like managing an organization on campus if you're an officer. Mm. Like – the people challenges with that, mm-hmm. right? Like connecting with them, not just 
over Snapchat yes. and not just down the hall, yeah. uh, but getting that group together. So there's some cool things about that. So, and I haven't spent, I haven't done as much of that in the last few years with Jack, yeah. but that's helping people in that way. Like it's been awesome. always been on my heart and I gained so much from my experience in college. That's, I think there compels me to give back. I think like the literacy part that like I gained so much from being able to read, right? I mean, yeah. I, that sounds sort of basic to say that. But you but, see that and yeah. you see the importance where if someone hasn't thought of that. That's right. right? That's, that's why we all have different passions and yeah. different things that touch us so we can. Yeah. Know, and I think walk. being, yeah, just helping and, and that's, I mean, like my job, you know, working with swim kids, that's how I came to that and got involved is being able to share something that gave me so much that has been so important to me and lifelong lessons lasting through with swimming. Mm -hmm. That's not to say, you know, all the kids that I'm teaching now are going to like take that and run with it. But like there's the opportunity for growth from involvement in a youth activity where it's not just about the competition or Mm -hmm. it's not just about the skill, but swimming is a lifelong skill. So like if they never race in a competition, you know, they will be Mm -hmm. able to like you know, save themselves if they fall in off a boat or like swim for fitness mm-hmm. or, you know, join in like pool parties with their friends and not be like, oh, I don't know how to swim, like yeah. water over their head. And just like empowers them to feel good about doing something that they did, couldn't do before if they're afraid to put their face in the water. Um, and I like that. And I love working with our staff. I didn't always love working with <laughs> the staff. That's not always been my jam. But I think mm-hmm. my involvement in my own leadership Mm-hmm. growth through my volunteering with the sorority has helped me immensely in my professional life in terms mm-hmm. of like working with people, managing people. Um, Cause now I love to see them grow and yeah. make a career of it. We've had, you know, I've had some staff that were hired and like became managers with us and assistant managers and kind of worked their way up. It's always nice to see that you've been able to pour into somebody even a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. That. So that's, I don't know. I think that's it. Like helping people that. and sharing that. So any recommendations for books or documentaries or stories? So, okay. So <laughs> I was reading that independent of the notes I had made and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, just thinking like me where yes. I'm at right now. Yes. And then I was like, oh, it's probably supposed to be related oh, no. to the topic. No, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> no, it does not have to be at all. Okay. Well, I do have to – I'll give a shout out. Yeah. This, I mentioned reality TV kind yes. of being like a building block for yeah. or kind of opening some doors. And I know reality TV like, bleh, yeah, so 1999 or whatever. Oh, please. So many of our listeners watch. I know. I know. I so, know. It. But I will say like the shows that feature little people, families. So like if you're a watcher of reality TV, like Discovery Hat with – Little People, Big World, and The Little Couple, and The Johnsons, who's – I can never remember the name of theirs. But, I mean, some of that is like, ooh, like watching it, like, uh, Like, I'm glad that's mm-hmm. not me. But Chris and I, like, we're – it's and it's crazy how things work. We were super into watching Little People, Big World before this ever wow. was in our lives. And we were like, how unbelievable is that? Yeah. Because you see, like, their average yeah. everyday – average? Oh, no. Well, Which is like, actually, what I was going to say is that I remember um, talking to someone about the little couple and uh, what a great show it was, and the comment being like, "They're normal people. Like she is a doctor. He well, he has his own business doing something that I can't remember. But just the, it's like, oh, they're normal because in our heads you think, oh, they're different right. from me, so therefore they are different. We're like, no, they just aren't of average height or aren't you know right, 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 so. and their lives just look different than what. 
yours and mine. But they have the same struggles. They have the same. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. yes, we're all different. We're we're Yeah, like divorce and family squabbles and job issues and Mm -hmm. moving and, you know, raising kids and all of that. Um, So that would be my recommendation. If you don't already check that out, that would be really cool um, to do. Because again, like you get to see – and I'll be honest with you, it was so good for us because we were – kind of had a little bit of a window and I think – when we first found out and I was like, we have to move to a house that's all on one floor that's custom made. Mm-hmm. It was because we had to, like been watching Little People of Big World when they like refab their like beautiful house and yeah. like all the counters were lower and everything was made. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of the the modifications and I was like, yes, we need that. Yes. <laughs> now. Right like, now. Today. Today. New house. So I think that's really can be really helpful and it's easy and you know, if you're talking about like how do you explain to your kids or how do you introduce that to your kids, that's an awesome way yeah. because then it, they can see it and it's not that slightly awkward interac- interaction in a mm-hmm. store or in, out in public. Yeah. Any recommendations that are not related to any of this? Just you? Um, okay. Special Victims Unit Season 21 back on the air last night. Wow. You guys are Law & Order fan? No, I had not to into give it, it up because all I thought about was that stuff back before I graduated <laughs> college. Like, Oh my gosh. I had so, to stop. Okay. All right. Well, that's – But you're still a flat. fan? That's oh my amazing. gosh. I'm yeah. so happy for you. That, that <laughs> I, I love so the commitment. <laughs> I'm so happy for um, you. Mostly because I love – That's not so bad, but <laughs> – I love her, the star. Is she Mariska back on? Mariska Hargitay has been on it for the – since all? the season, all 21 seasons. And she's never left? Never left. I do love her. She's the original cast member. They've had like 20 – so I, of course I was watching a little like special on it. Yeah. And she like got all teary and was all like, this is like such a family. And and not just from the like schmaltz like, oh my gosh, TV, like yeah. blah, blah. No, I get But it. she w- – I mean, and so to this end, like kind of on the same – wavelength as talking about the reality shows with the with our little people friends mm-hmm. is there's some serv- like a a purpose and a mission mm-hmm. behind it and you know sh- she feels like 20 years ago people didn't like sh- I think they're stunned that people have been watching it all this time like nowadays maybe not as stunned but like yeah. 20 years ago that it lasted because it was so that. like I had to stop watching it cuz it was so bad yeah. and it was yeah. all I but the idea that it was – it's stories that happen yes. that then they, like, dramatize. Yep. And, I mean, like, so from the TV angle, there's usually a happy ending. I mean, yeah. ha- happy is <laughs> yeah. out there. Justice. justice. Justice is exactly what she said. Yeah. There's usually justice at the end of the episode. And so it allows people to, like, understand and talk yeah. about these things. So people who maybe have had those same things yeah. happen to them – in those stories, like, okay, I can identify with that. But then, like, people who haven't, then they who have a story. greater understanding yes. or even, like, I can remember when I first started watching it, awareness, like, oh, I'm not going to walk down that alley. Yes. That, like, things that as a person who has had nothing bad yeah. ever happen to them, like, you start to, you know, it starts to turn your yeah. perspective a little bit if it turns too much. Like, then you turn it off and yeah. stop watching. Yeah. <laughs> That's and that's why I I enjoy hearing people's stories. So yeah. that's what drew, drew me in. Yeah, and I like and the- I love her. She's like such a ball buster, but in like a, yes. the best way possible. Yes. And there was like a little drama, a love interest with the partner mm. early on, her and Stabler, and then like yes. he melted down, and now he's gone. It was devastating. See, but I still watch stuff he's in because he's because he's great. Him. See, love that's him. why when I was like, I'm happy for you. Like it sounded sarcastic, but it's genuine. Because I'm happy that you have gone on the journey because I am such a big TV person and I get very emotionally connected. Yes, so that's, that's exactly why I said, like, I that's what I meant. Like, I'm, I'm like, exactly. I'm glad that you have been able to go on the journey. I always say that. It's not so sarcastic, but it's true. No. Oh, like, my gosh. I get very emotionally connected to my 
Because, like you said, because it is based in some truth, and that even yeah. when stories are fiction, it's it might, that one exact story might not be true, but yeah. it's, it's happened and raises awareness and. Yeah, that's so. That's that. That's what I'm currently currently into, watching. and I haven't even seen last night's because we started to watch a few minutes, and it was like a bedtime meltdown, yes. and uh, so it's on pause till this weekend. Ooh. So la 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 la. I <laughs> don't, don't want to know. I did not watch it, so I will not spoil it for you. <laughs> All right, and if there's a conversation to either stop having mm. or start having, isn't that what we were talking about this whole time? Yeah. I mean, that's basically, kinda, yeah, I would say that that's true. The conversation is, I think that yeah. the the different and what it means to be normal. Yeah, it's a good conversation thing. like just yeah, no, and I think the normal too. Maybe that's the conversation. It comes from a place of like judgment, right? And yes, like we do, we judge. We're human people. We are looking at comparison and judgment in terms of like where we are. But I think that's where the normal comes from. And I would say it's not an issue of semantics, of just words. It's that when you say that, think about what you're saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. or because is it just like, oh, that's an average height person versus, you know, that's a normal height person. Or, you know, then it's like, oh, let me just, I want to change my words so I can be more considerate. But if you're saying it in the sense of, well, that's normal. Like, why is it normal? Is it normal to, I don't, I, I don't think I'm. No, conveying what I mean to say, but well, there's some. What's the meaning behind, the, or the the feeling, the meaning? I, yeah. yeah, your I intentions. Know, intention. Or, that's what yeah. you're looking for. What are your intentions? When yeah. You so say you, that. yeah. So like a description in terms of describing someone mm -hmm. on a factual level versus a subjective or like an objective level. Like those are average height people. These are shorter little people mm -hmm. versus normal, not normal. Like. Says who, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Change the conversation around Change that. Change the conversation. Like that. That's right. Okay, funny that you say that because the other thing, I am like, I don't get into new things very mm -hmm. often. Okay, I take that back. I was I'm like, all wait, about new what? Things. I know, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, well, if we're talking about popular culture because I live and die by that, I try <laughs> like, not so much like gossip. Yeah. Us Magazine used to be my jam and now I'm like, don't have time for that. Yeah, yeah, Nobody yeah. – I get too many other things myself. Yeah. But Change the Conversation made me think because I do love to watch me some reruns of favorite shows on Netflix, Hulu, mm. wherever. Which You're ones? like, okay, so I always watch West Wing. Mm. West Wing mm -hmm. is my jam because that was my former life yes. before all the things I'm doing now, politics. But the other one I love to watch is Mad Men. You ever watch Mad Men? I haven't gotten – Oh, my gosh. I'm falling flat here with the No, I know. I <laughs> But it's very hard. This nope. is not the connection part of the interview. That's this, okay, Or part of though. the podcast. This is the like. Well, okay. You want to know what I'm – I'm alone on an island over here. So, but the thing is, so since doing the podcast, the, the amount of TV watching I've been able to do has dramatically gone down because oh. I'm working more during the day. Yeah. And then at night, we're doing this. And so our TV watching is okay. – it's like I said to someone, I used to feel bad that we watched so much Netflix and whatnot over the last eight years, seven years, however long we've had Netflix – but actually, I don't regret it because it was good shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder time with Jeremy and mm -hmm. I, you know, having something to talk to, connect with people, yeah. talk about the shows. Yeah. But um, but yeah, just lately we haven't been able to. But for me, I was telling someone recently that 90 Day Fiance is my new <laughs> thing. And I don't even really? have cable. I don't have cable. Oh, and nice. I don't and I don't watch the real show. But on Facebook, when I go to a yeah. video, 
Like you share a video, I watch it, and then I start scrolling. Really? And for some reason, it got in my algorithm. Oh, my gosh. So then I finally one day – I didn't even know what it was, and I clicked on it, and now I'm like – You're in the rabbit hole. You're Yes. Down. I'm learning yeah. about these people's stories, you know, like – Well, I so. probably if I had a resolution, it would be to binge watch. Well, I and mean, we don't always binge watch, but like I a lot of times – so like I oscillate back and forth between podcasts and mm-hmm. like listening to stuff that's like good and worthwhile and having it on – Netflix in the car while I'm yeah. driving. Oh. So like <gasps> listening to TV. No, oh, I'm not yeah. watching it. It's, yeah. it's like on my dashboard yeah. or like on the seat. But yeah. like listening – and that's where the – like watching the shows I've already seen. Like it's just sort of like an old friend driving along with you. Like, yes. Whatever. Well, Christina yeah. talked about going to sleep to episodes of Family Guy. I don't know so if that made the final cut. So I do the cut, same but, thing you know. similar at night. Like if I'm yeah. into a show, I'll usually – but it can't be a new show. Yeah, like, it has obviously to be old it's, and then – Yeah. So Mad Men is one of those also with oh, up there with West Wing. But the reason yeah. – back to the reason I brought it up. You said change the conversation. So Don Draper, who's the main character, they're mm-hmm. in advertising in like the 50s. Mm-hmm. And that's his like tagline, like change the conversation. Oh, really? Coming up with his new like oh. always fresh ad campaigns and he's like the creative guy. Like oh. change the conversation. If you don't like what's being said, change the conversation. Ooh. So. John like, Ham, John's Ham. Uh, love him too. John's, 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 John's ham. John's ham. John's ham. John Ham's John Ham. John Ham's John Ham. Ham. Yeah. It's an SNL skit or something. <laughs> oh, or it's a roll yes, of ham. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> John Ham's John Ham. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.